Welcome to Across the Aisle. There are a lot of podcasts meant to give you a story, to give you expert advice, or to deliver your political ideology in an easily digestible digital pill. Our aim is slightly different. A podcast born out of the pleasure of conversation. We are three friends living on a slowly sinking peninsula, drinking kava, and inviting you to join in on our musings. We try to go with the conversation more than construct the conversation. Our conversations cover current events, technology, politics, art, entertainment, and much more, as points used to expand on our larger theme each week. Sometimes we reach the heights of Socratic dialogue, or we are just talking shit, and of course we repeat ourselves, usually the latter. My name is Adam. My name is Zach. And I'm Casey. This is Across the Aisle. Sometimes we crowd it, sometimes we cross it. Hey, it's Adam. I'm Zach. And I'm Kaysen. And we're going to be talking about net neutrality. What does it mean? Turn off the AC. Oh, goddamn Loch Ness Monster. Alright, we fixed that. So, net neutrality. What does it mean to us? Why is it important? Why are we talking about it? Why the fuck does it matter? Go. Yeah, so I guess off the bat... We all agree, obviously, that net neutrality should stay in place. Net neutrality is being threatened by the FCC right now. Kaysen, what is net neutrality? Um, thanks, dude. Um, so basically, as far as I understand with net neutrality, it is um, the idea that all information should be treated the same. So you, sh- you shouldn't have the ability to um, like give different speeds for different kinds of information. Like, for example, email versus, you know... Um, Netflix or anything like that should all be provided at the same rate. Exactly. And even specifically different content providers of the same thing, like Yahoo versus Gmail. If one provider gets a lot of money from Yahoo and they want to say, well, we'll provide you your Yahoo um, email really fast and reliable, but your Gmail, they don't pay as, as us and as much as they pay Yahoo, so that might be spotty. That might load your uploads on it. They might crash. Yeah, and then you also have the censorship issue because you have the throttling issue where they could just outright slow down the speed to the point where the website becomes unusable and isn't worth your time. They could just... We don't want to... People spend all day watching YouTube on our service and we're just going to throttle it so that they stop using it as much Unless they either buy a package or just, you know, we just throttle it and who cares. Um, but then you have the censorship issue where you have kind of two lanes this can go into. You have the, you go to log into Netflix and then once you once the website loads, it says, like, you get a message from Verizon or from Comcast that says, hey, you don't have the package to view this website, please contact your provider and, you know, make sure you make your monthly payment for the service that you make a monthly payment to or they can just outright just not let you go to Netflix at all whether it and that can be extended using Netflix as a big website they're probably not going to get rid of it they'll probably put it into a package but individual blogs nope because mm. right now doesn't matter how big or small of a blogger you are your blog is just as accessible as anybody else's and that that the accessibility is probably the most relatable thing um and the biggest push is which why you see internet activists of a lot of different stripes um and internet citizens people of all different kinds getting together and trying to fight against net neutrality um and you have big companies like google and netflix um you know, big corporations also and even agreeing Pornhub. with Pornhub. Well, yeah, of course. Pornhub, you know, they uh, do people's, they snowplow people's streets. Yeah. They do all sorts of weird, interesting stuff. Um, the censorship, though, now, as far as I know, this hasn't actually been a proven issue, unlike throttling, where we've seen cases of it in the past. Well, wouldn't throttling in itself be, in, in my opinion, throttling is in itself a kind of censorship no for, to a for um, sure point. for sure it could because be because the thing is you look, if you look at it if you're, if you're shutting down someone's access to something making it slow to the point where it's unusable you're essentially cutting off that person's right. information um 
I'm in it without like you know overtly shutting it off. No, I yeah, absolutely. I I guess that's where I was going with um, even expanding on Zach's too. So this is all hypothetical, of course, but they're big companies and they can handle it, and they probably don't care what I think about them. Let's say Comcast um, next election cycle doesn't really doesn't like um, Bernie Sanders proposals that he's put out for um, communication regulations. So they block content from his website um, and support or make uh, websites or artic- um, think content promoting Trump even further. Um, well, and you can even look at it from the, the standpoint if you're a conservative and the, all of the media is leftist, according to them, this should be a concern to you as well, because then they could block conservative content. Right. If they if they loved Bernie Sanders, if they were supporters of um, ISIS, you know, <laughs> like, if anyone has that power, they could do that. Um, yeah. It, it's... Yeah, I, I just checked it. There aren't any cases of companies censoring individual websites yet, but there is evidence of... Um, certain companies making it so that competitors' sites don't load as good, so that or as well rather, so that it appears like it gives us the the psychological imprint of like, oh, maybe I shouldn't switch over to them. And then you also have the issue of the government being able to hypothetically censor websites. I mean, I mean Egypt was censoring Twitter; they shut down Twitter in their country. It sure seemed during. Sorry to bring up elections again. It's a weird thing to focus on, but it sure seemed during the last election like Facebook was skewing a post that I was seeing or post I was posting. I don't know. It was interesting. Maybe that was a psychological thing, but a lot of people seem to think that there were weird things going on. It was a psychological thing. It was a mass psychological thing because I've heard it. I heard it from various different areas. Yeah, I've heard it on really extreme event uh, cases where people are like saying something. I'm like, I don't know if Facebook was doing all of that, but it definitely. I seem to be get certain advertisements all the time, despite I don't know things that I don't. Yeah, maybe it is just psychological. I mean, I laugh every time I get like a super. <clears throat> conservative thing that pops up and I just assume it's because I've I've talked shit about the Democrats on my Facebook so it assumes <laughs> but I mean I, I think that uh, the, one of the arguments that have been, has been used um, in opposition of net neutrality is this idea that it's somehow killing um killing um competition and this idea I, I think I, I I even heard someone um I, I won't mention names but someone said that basically um why do you think google and 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 all these big companies are coming out you know in favor of it because it helps them like okay google has money it's not going to stop them from being able to pay whatever fee they need to pay to get their content to you first right it's not going to bother them at all us doing this podcast you know depending on which way they decide to go it, it might affect us our content getting to the people that listen to us yeah or maybe next next year you come up with an idea where you're like, whoa, what if search engines worked like this? Theoretically, with a couple hundred dollars, a little bit of programming knowledge, you could launch a site that could overtake Google. I highly doubt it, but it's theoretically possible. Google is synonymous with the idea right. of looking of, something of, up. Yes, it's a very even, long shot. <laughs> as I but pointed at least out, you have the, the, the really long shot possibility. In right this now. whole competition yeah. narrative. But like I pointed out in the, uh, the broadband internet discussion that we had, people forget Google is very serious about their speeds, and they just want it to be represented as everybody else. They made Google Fiber... As in it, they, they invested millions of dollars into implementing Google Fiber into major cities just so that other networks, other ISPs, would take the time and money into making the internet faster in general so that less people bitched about how slow Google was. Because it wasn't Google's speeds, it was the ISP's speeds. And that's, um, the ISP's arguments are, uh, that with net neutrality they have no incentive um to invest in more infrastructure i don't which is hilarious yeah i don't understand that as people might not know when it comes to the whole broadband speed thing like we have very slow internet we have some of the slowest ridiculously so compared to other countries and one of the highest rates yeah like cost wise i can 
move to South Korea, spend 20 bucks a month for internet service that here would cost me almost $200 a month. Same. It almost and here's sounds the thing. like healthcare. <laughs> yeah, here, here's the interesting thing. The speed would still be faster in, in South Korea because the, the lowest speed there is the highest speed here. I can't even get that speed in our area, but I can get it. I can get it as close to the uh, the border between North Korea and South Korea as I possibly can. Like it's just it's ridiculous what's been going on. It's not an incentive thing. It's a laziness thing. They were lazy before net neutrality. They'll be lazy after it. So this is their true. their argument of incentive is bullshit because it's a matter of right now because you have to give everything an equal playing field. All getting rid of net neutrality will do is allow certain companies to censor information, make it easier for them to make deals with other internet companies or companies based on the internet to make certain things faster or make it slower. What would happen if Amazon threw Comcast a couple million dollars in advertising so that and then under the promise of them throttling connection to Alibaba, which is their biggest con- their biggest competitor, not necessarily in the US, but it's growing. Like why people Absolutely. Yeah, people so, act as though it's incentive, but it's not. It's greed. Right. It's let's, greed and laziness. Yeah, let's let's take apart it. Cause you know, the only some of the only people I see that are against net neutrality are the ISP providers themselves, you know, these major companies. Um, and the American Libertarian Party. Like, you know, those are pretty much the only people I see that are strongly against it. Maybe I'm missing something. No, that's... I, I didn't even... I didn't even... And a couple even, corporate Democrats, of course. <laughs> I... Um, that was the weirdest thing, was I thought this was, like, one of the issues that was completely understood as, like, a... This is a bad thing. It, it Like, I thought that this was as understood as a universally bad thing that nobody liked as, like, people getting more taxes like right but, like, but it's not like you can look at a like reason tv um who runs a popular youtube channel of libertarian free market thought they have put out tons of videos in the last couple years um against net neutrality um but with uh they do a lot of interviews i can't remember his name this guy that wrote the 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 flaw of net neutrality i think it was called um and it spins it in this way that it's going to stop competition um, and that it's going to stop infrastructure building. So, which doesn't make any sense. No, how would that stop competition? It it complete the, the getting rid of net neutrality completely um, would stop competition because the powerful would already have the ability, like you're saying, like they have it now. But we also have a little bit of ability. We can, you can become a viral sensation. You can really break through the market on the internet. It's one of the few times that myth of capitalism, I think, holds true. Um, that's what a lot of people are saying too: is that net neutrality is an anti-capitalistic idea, which I think is false. It's an anti-American liberal <laughs> myth of capitalism and like the fetishization yeah. of the free market the, maybe the best way to think about it is once we get rid of net neutrality ISPs would have the ability to essentially decide what services you use and which way you're pointed to not directly but you know what if Yahoo decides in a last a last dish effort hey let's give all these ISPs money so that they put Google onto, so you have to spend five bucks a month, and or, you know, Yahoo's a part of the free package, so you, you just get that on your on your regular basic internet package. Yeah. People, there's going to be people who, yeah, spend the five bucks so they can get Google, because there's another five bucks, but there's also going to be a lot of people who just say, screw it, I'll just use Yahoo then. And do you really want to go back to Yahoo Mail? Think about that right now. <laughs> but, I think that's the larger issue is I don't understand how this is anti-competition. This is anti-monopolistic, if anything. It is. That's all it is. It's about, like, trying to decentralize the power in it or stop it from centralizing even further. I I don't understand how 
the the American libertarians have this obsession with net neutrality being bad because, oh, well, you know, it's anti-competition when all it's doing is allowing for competition to thrive on the internet. Like, I see libertarians constantly complain about how you can't just get a lemonade stand and go into the park and sell lemonade. That's the internet. But but that is the internet. You're the right. Internet. But the government coming in and saying, oh, hey, no, you can't have this lemonade stand is the exact equivalent to if I make a website that sells lemonade-based products and then ISPs are like, and eh, no one really goes to that website. We'll just, we'll just blacklist it. We just won't show it on our thing. All it's doing is stopping my business yeah. from growing. But that's the di- difference, and I think on that end is that like the government controlling things is bad. Business controlling things is good. Well, so because somehow they'll end up looking out for the best interest of. Regular yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. understand. No, here's what they think: it's not that they'll end up looking up for the best interest of people, but they want the way they frame it. Um, from watching these interviews is that you're stopping the internet providers from competitively competing in a business model. They think that the providers themselves should be able to be the middleman between um, content creators and consumers. So they're saying that we really provide it. We should be able to negotiate a deal where content providers pay us and then we offer you a deal in order instead of acting as a utility like power companies, you know. Um, they, it's not like they're not making a tremendous Oh, yeah. Amount also, money. isn't the, the most the profitable company with Comcast, one of those profitable companies in the country, if yeah. not. And like Comcast and Time Warner are the two most hated companies. Like people think their customer service is the well, worst, but they have to use them, so it's not at like least going to lose money. At least they're not as bad as EA, who literally was worst company in America two years. That's <laughs> two years. Um, and uh, you know, well, that's another thing is that internet providers. Um, most American cities, you can pick between two or three providers, and that's it. You know, like. Comcast and Time Warner, they don't compete with each other. They don't serve in the same markets. Yeah. That's a monopoly. They, like, you know, they're like, oh, well, we have uh, LA and Philadelphia, and they have San Francisco and New York, or whatever their markets are, you know? So, so but here's the thing, though. If you give the monopoly more power, then they'll not be a monopoly anymore. Um, <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe that's the hidden secret. Um, I mean, I think they'll just that, gobble up too much power and implode. <laughs> that's what it is. I think another issue is when it comes to the Time Warner Comcast thing is they've tried merging so many times already, and Comcast owns certain cable networks, and as well as Time Warner owning certain cable networks. Oh yes, and it's it's a matter of your provider when it comes to cable, because everybody universally hates cable and thinks that cable packages are stupid, and that's why we've moved to the internet so much, because I can spend, let's say... But what if your internet could look more like your cable package? Yeah, but like, <laughs> let's think of it like this. I can, like, currently I spend about $50 a month for my cable package, or for, for my internet, because I don't pay for cable. I pay $7 a month for Crunchyroll so that I can watch anime. My mom pays for half of the Netflix with my brother so that she can watch Netflix. I have Amazon Prime because of Amazon Prime shipping, so I get Amazon Prime video. The only thing we don't have is Hulu. But if I wanted to cut all that out, I could just have one thing. 50 bucks for the internet, just basic internet. 10 bucks a month for Netflix. 7 bucks a month for... Hulu and Spotify because I'm a student, so that's sixty-five dollars and seven bucks for anime. So that's seventy-one dollars. So for seventy-one dollars, I can watch as much content as I want because YouTube is free. I'm already paying for Hulu. I can listen to as much music as I want because I have Spotify and I have Hulu built in with that, with some ads. But who cares? And then I have Netflix, so I can watch all these movies that I want. Right. But then on top of that, you should have to pay for access to it. Yeah, Special I should have to access. Yeah, I should have to pay ten bucks to access YouTube and Hulu, and then another five bucks to access Netflix because that's a premium feature. Like, 
I don't think people understand where the world is going. If you want to say, oh, it stops companies from innovating, no, it's just keeping them from stagnating. All net neutrality has been doing, and I think will continue to do, is make it so that you have companies that pop up and allow for these kind of things to happen. Because here's the thing, Spotify was created by the dude who made Napster. The illegal file sharing website that everybody hated because it was stealing money from everybody. Yeah, now they're a reputable business, and while I think that they don't treat their musicians as good as they should, I think that's an issue with the record label, not their company. Crunchyroll, the biggest provider of anime as of right now, used to be a fan website for pirated anime content that then became, because of advertisers and working really hard, became the biggest provider of anime in the world, When if, if I'm thinking of this correctly. It might be in the world excluding Japan, but it's, it's huge. Yeah, probably. And I, it, it's just crazy to me that those two juggernauts of business were created because the internet was a free place and yeah net neutrality has only been a thing since 2015 but yeah they tried to get rid of those two things real hard real early on because why would time warner want a website that you could access for free hosting their content the content from their TV shows. Yeah, but the thing is that, like, you, you look back at, like, Killing Innovation. Do you think that Crunchyroll or Netflix or any of those companies aren't innovating? Because, you know, it, it just doesn't, it, it, it so, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but see, that's... They, they, they have to innovate to get customers. The issue that you have with, um, with the telecoms, for the most part, is mostly because they are monopolies. It has n- nothing to do with oh, yeah, no, neutrality, in my opinion, as to why they don't feel the need to provide better service. Of course. That's not on anybody but them. Alright, so yeah, so as Zach was hinted at, uh, they own a lot of cable stations as well, so they're owning um, competing content creators, and honestly, the content that the younger generations are turning away from. So, it's a direct... Well, free internet's a direct competition to them. Awesome. But so, then let's think about this. What's going on right now, precisely, is they're trying to... The FCC wants to move um, ISP regulation back to Title One instead of Title Two. Title Two, it was moved to Title Two in 2015, and that allowed for greater control of the internet, to, for it to be treated like a utility and measured uh, bit by bit, uh, like you measure electricity watt by watt. With um, so not only do they have that, but they're they're also uh, they're also voting on stuff right now. The FCC that would repeal laws that allow uh, the, the repeal a law that says um companies can't own newspapers and cable stations in the same area. They can own a newspaper um, over here in Philadelphia and a radio station in New York, but they can't own a newspaper and radio station in New York. They're trying to repeal those laws right now. The same company that's trying to, or organization, the FCC, mm-hmm. that's trying to repeal net neutrality. So it seems oh, to be... and the head in, of that, the, the congressional subcommittee that oversees the FCC used to be a lawyer for which company everybody verizon yes the same company that caused this huge debacle to start and the head of the fcc before was a lawyer for comcast yep the it's a direct revolving door of these people it's the same like the interest the they're going back and forth and performing favors for each other or like setting their old sector back up for It's the same thing with Marvel and, like, if, if we're going to get real when it comes down to it, Marvel and DC aren't competing against each other. They fuel each other. Every time Marvel starts taking off, that then makes DC have to, okay, well, we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, we're going to... It causes them to push back and forth against each other and creates a healthy means to the end of selling more comic books. Because if I go into a comic book shop, 
Bullet. If I go into a comic book shop and see a really cool issue of Spider-Man, and then I look over and I see this really cool cover for Batman, I might pick up that Batman comic too. So it's in the best interest of each other to help each other out. And that's when it comes to content creation. When it comes to the ISPs, they're literally just going back and forth playing this game of tennis that's never going to end with which whose company's lawyer is going to control the FCC, the thing that's supposed to regulate them and put them into check. Like, right. imagine if imagine if the president picked all of Congress. Like, <laughs> just imagine if Donald Trump was in control of the Senate and he got to pick everybody who was in the Senate. Would that be a very competition-heavy place? You know, I, I feel like people actually think that's the way it works. Like, as if, like, you know, their president and Congress aren't basically at the same level. Yeah, but that's 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 my point. There's a reason that you we know, have like, this. That's the reason why they... Well, they, the they, president's they, the number one. He decides everything. That's why there's only one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's the issue is people aren't understanding that that's what's happening with these of with these ISPs. It's, it's not a matter of healthy competition. They're doing this so that they can save money and they just both benefit from it. If so, they were providing a tremendous product... Then you know, I, I probably wouldn't say I, I'd, I'd understand. But if they were providing this the same product they're providing in countries that are poorer than we are, then it would somewhat make sense. But we're we're getting crap. We're paying the most for it, and now they're like, oh well, you know, we, we we're not we don't have enough for to build infrastructure. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. You want to increase your salaries by another twenty five percent, and not actually change anything. So. We we talked about this briefly on the uh, the broadband episode, but just really feels like a similar, like a, an extension of that conversation. Um, I think the difference is that we view it, along with a lot of people, the internet as a utility, as a right, yeah. as a, something that we should have access to, and they want to view it as something else. Um, so yeah. These companies, sure, they've done some stuff. They've updated. They've spent money. Absolutely. They've also gotten huge amounts of tax breaks, uh, or what we, what Ralph Nader would call corporate welfare. Um, and what they expanded upon was public works projects. Like the internet was funded through four hundred billion dollars of like you know Pentagon and DARPA research and stuff like that, and taxpayer funded government science and then these people did some other stuff on top of that but like comcast and time warner and whoever else at&t didn't yeah they didn't invent the fucking internet like they have no right to control it yeah i think a great way of looking at it and people are mistaking is people want to say well the internet's a service and the thing is services are optional people want to say oh well we're on the internet too much or whatever i truly want you to think about how many people find work because of the internet. How many people are able to keep in contact with their family with the internet. We're not I, even thinking about it from that level. Think about how your bank records oh, yeah. are oh. transmitted. Think about how hospital information is sent. Think about how most records are kept. Think about how the fact that like instead when you go to, you know, this like, you know, you go to, I don't know, the um the, the VA or something, how they have the ability to, you know, get the information about, like, it's just, there's so many things but, that are connected to the internet. No, I get that. But what I'm saying is people who want to argue that there's no way this could be considered to be a utility as yeah. a necessity, like, n utilities are optional. They're, like, you can, if you want to, not have electricity. I think it's actually illegal now. Well, it might be in our now. state, at least. I, I know, in Florida, <laughs> it might be, but... You can just not have electricity. Right, but you, you want to go. Of you want, yeah, you want to go live in a cabin. Okay, that's fine. Do you want to live without a telephone? That's fine. If you yeah. want to live without any of these other utilities, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Neither yeah. neither of us have cable. I don't yeah. even have a TV. I still have the internet, so I yeah. can watch content. But yeah, but that's the why issue. Why would I pay Comcast? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why? That's that's the issue. Is people forget that utilities are technically optional it now reaches the point where we can't think about really living without running water in the house and without electricity in the house and they are but, right but they're right and they're 
just as optional as anything else. If you want to go, not in this state, but if you want to go in, in Florida, for anybody outside of Florida, if you want to go into the woods and, you know, you have a little bit of land, build yourself a cabin right by a brook and just live there and fish all day and then, you know, go hunting and, you know, just drink from the stream and then, you know, hopefully don't poop in the same stream. <laughs> you could do that. Poop in a hole. Yeah, you could be an anarcho-primitist. You're Why totally not? cut out for Why it. Why not? Try it's, it out. Yeah. You, you don't... The argument I see constantly <laughs> is you don't need the internet to live. You don't need running water to live. You don't need electricity to live. But we still view those as a right that people need. Yeah. Well... Or at least it some would, kind of necessity. Yeah, it, it would seem absurd to charge someone, um, let's say, five dollars a month for lead tainted water. Yeah. Or but twenty dollars a month for clean water. Yeah. Um, like you don't. It, it's not okay. Like we're still giving you water. You're getting what you're paying yeah, for. Like, man. Would anybody be okay with their house sometimes? Oh well, you bought this kind of you bought this kind of uh, this light bulb, so we're gonna we're gonna turn your electricity down because it, it's not as cost effective as you know if you have this kind of light, or if you had to be charged so that you could you know use a computer because computers take up so much energy to Wait, run. It's like, the idea that like people oh we should let these companies police themselves like they wouldn't do what's in their best interest like somehow that would translate to what what's in our best interest. They're gonna they do don't. Understand the idea that these companies should be allowed to police themselves. It's, it's never been. Well, the thing is, a even even idea. though they aren't technically policing themselves, they're kind of policing themselves. Like again, like right now, the person who's the head of the FCC commission—I don't know if it's a commission or a subcommittee—but the person who's in Congress in charge of making the rules up for the FCC and guiding the FCC and what to do was a part of that lawsuit, like, was a part of one of the lawsuits that Verizon had to go through when they were throttling people's connections and otherwise just being bad providers to people. Yeah. Like, so here's what I see. Um, let's say, let's, let's say, you know, the FCC right now has shut down comments. You can't even comment on this. Um, you can contact your senators, of course, and and if, please do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but technically, I guess as the last thing I saw, the FCC had shut down comments because they claimed they were getting too many fraudulent comments, which is probably people commenting with like fake names or probably some trolls. Because of course, your people are gonna do that. Wait, um, wait, wait! Someone in the government is saying that there's fake news. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, let's let's say it happens. They repeal net neutrality, and it's worst case scenario, and all this shit happens. What's the solution there? Do you, do you fight to just go back? Which I don't think. Let's yeah, fuck that. It's not happening. Um, I think the options are either a some kind of movement to install a net neutrality through nationalizing the internet, and that also through a new green deal program. Uh, providing the internet to more people well, I, was, I, don't, I was under the impression they were also trying to make it so that the states couldn't um, form their, make their own net neutrality laws I, well, yeah because I the FCC is federal um, you're not yeah. allowed yeah like the way it's the same thing that like Florida can't have a law that says a radio station isn't allowed to say or do this content like gotcha. it, it, it's because it's a utility right right exactly um, so Either, yeah, there's some kind of movement that does something along the lines of nationalizing it. Um, or, and I don't, maybe this is me being technologically dumb. Um, someone, in an essence, starts a different type of internet. No, um, not going to happen. No, I couldn't start, like, yeah. if there there's, couldn't be someone, like, uh, some, you know, perfectly nice ethical capitalist guy like Elon Musk couldn't go, you know what, I'm starting my own ISP where I'm not throttling internet, even though I could. Could that happen? And then he everyone make moved his own, over there? He could make his own ISP, and that's the <clears throat> argument is like, oh, well, there's going to be companies that don't do that, but also, there totally still will be throttling. Yeah, of course. Because it's still allowed, yeah, it's and why not. wouldn't you cut corners? Yeah. Like, how are people going to notice that, you know, you're, if, if you just throttle at even 5%, that seems like nothing, but that's still a lot. Uh, the thing people are talking about, like, oh, we can just build our own internet. And people bring up the fact that in Cuba, they did end up making <clears throat> their own, quote-unquote, internet. But it's not internet. They made a... They essentially have 
a bunch of local they have a bunch of land connections they have a local area network that's what land is right area yeah, local area network yeah yeah so they just have a giant land network that's not an internet they yeah. can only communicate like inside of there they can't go outside of there very easily yeah and again that also gets into the issue of permits and building of the infrastructure because right because that's a huge yeah, undertaking I, I can't just not even that like it's illegal I can't just run a power line from my house to my neighbor's house the company has to do that sure that so but like I think what most likely will happen is that if net neutrality goes away it will inevitably come back unless corporations which I mean I don't think they will I don't think that they're this stupid unless it reaches the point where they actually start throttling people or get rid of people talking about net, net neutrality. neutrality and bringing it back which is a theoretical possibility yeah that I mean do. again there have been cases of like in Egypt they tried to shut down access to Twitter during the right, Arab right. Spring I remember but information that. was still getting out because of the ISPs ISPs can just oh no looks like Twitter's down like, there are websites that exist that let you check to see if websites are truly down or if it's just your connection. They can just... Yeah. Why don't you just buy a couple of those websites and then just make it so that if you don't want people seeing Twitter right now, you can just get rid of Twitter. What's what's stopping them from doing that? As of right now, net neutrality. Right. You can't just throttle or just turn off a website, but you can do that. And I think what's interesting is there's some people out there that are on the, the fringe right that think, yeah, we really need to get rid of net neutrality, and then forget that it's going to be their websites that end up getting censored, if websites start getting censored. Yeah. I mean, or you have, at least throttled because they're not that popular. Like, yeah. You're not going to become a famous, uh, you're not going to like become a viral hit if... They're giving preferential treatment. Yeah, you know, like. But I mean, you had the adpocalypse on YouTube where. <laughs> oh, I remember when but, YouTube didn't have ads. Yeah, but think, <laughs> but think about it. What happens when so nice. Verizon, when someone points out Verizon, why do you have this website on, on your uh, access? Why can't I access this? And it's just a bunch of hate speech. What are they gonna do? They can get rid of it. Why not? That's a good point because Why Verizon, not? as a company, is also really concerned with their with their image and stuff like that. It's like people will think like, oh, the, the head of the Verizon, you know, is conservative, liberal, whatever it is. That I don't think it matters as much as you think it does when it comes to dollars and cents. No, if, oh, it's just ads. If, if they're making money, they don't care. Yeah. You know, either way. What most happens? Of the, the newspapers, most of the the big companies, they're run by fairly conservative dudes. But everyone assumes that they're, 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 they're oh, and all the media is liberal. Most of the heads of those companies are conservative, but when they're making money, they don't really care. Yeah, they run. They'll run liberal stuff in liberal markets where they know they'll exactly. get a good. Well, yeah, it'll work. But if you look at those same companies and yeah, the the heads personal conservative policies and also a lot of those companies own things like smaller news organizations where they express extreme conservatism um like that uh i believe it's called sinclair yeah media yeah like some really extreme right-wing uh stuff i've seen produced by them and that's why you get those uh those clips that like you'll see where um you know depending on your YouTube preferences, you can be like, watch this brainwashing of America. Mm-hmm. Or like, uh, American anchors are pretty dumb. Look at this. And you'll see like 20 anchors from all over the country saying almost the exact same, same phrase because Sinclair Media or oh. some other giant organization. Owns all those <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you're like, I think my- oh, this is my local news station. And their script is written by a giant corporation pushing an agenda. Yeah. And <laughs> that's... Done. They live. We see. <laughs> but... That, I think, is an issue that is either being ignored or just isn't being critically looked at. Yeah, because it's so connected. Yeah. It, people just... I see people in the royal sense. I think that Americans <clears throat> have a tough time accepting how big the internet is. This isn't just some fad on the front of Time magazine talking about the dot-com generation and how everyone's going to be online and how horrible it's going to be and no one's going to talk to each other anymore. 
I think out of all the arguments I see about like how the internet's bad, just to bring up a few things about people who might even <coughs> want to say like, well, we need to limit our time on the internet anyway. More people are reading today because. than they were in the 1950s. It just statistically, 30 more, 30 percent more adult Americans are reading compared to the 1950s. Yet, and you we, mean like are actively reading, not are literate? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like actively reading. Yeah. Has sense. gone up, partially because of the internet. People have now been able to get jobs and know when job markets are changing because of the internet and it's been boosting to the economy. All the internet has done is good. Yeah, there are some portions of bad, but we're talking about a utility. In, in my honest opinion, we're talking about a utility that has reached the point of being so intertwined with our society that limiting access to it is stupid. Well, it's just... It, I actively, think actively limiting ac- lim- limiting access to it is stupid and the same as limiting access to electricity. I think that people, that, like I was saying before, don't take into consideration all the things that are connected through the internet. I can, right now, I am probably about six or seven miles away from my house. I can turn on my lights in my, my, my bedroom right now hmm. from my phone. And then you also have the case of what happens if you're a couple states away and you get into an accident and they're looking at your medical files and they need to see yeah. what you're allergic to. And then a, a rash decision, they give you penicillin, which you're allergic to, and then you die. Because that, that was a reality yeah. 30, 40 and years hospitals ago. hospitals are on tight budgets, you know. They might not be able to afford the The good bandwidth. speeds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, they got to save shit. They just bought a new MRI machine, dude. Yeah. I think that's something that people are also ignoring. That this is going to impact corporations just as much as the individual. And And whether it's hospitals, corporations are a lot of the corporations are like, oh, this isn't cool because it really is gonna. Because the thing is that you're not you're not looking at just the internet as a uh, a a place to view content. You're not looking at the internet just as a a place to you know um, to go in like a you know watch movies or whatever. It connects so many things just in the background that you don't think about it connect it's the we surpassed a few uh, years ago i'm not sure it was a few years ago or way further back than that where digital paper what became less expensive than real paper yeah so it was easy it was less expensive to store something digitally than it was to write it down well so um i'm i'm a little bit Obsessed with the the U.S. version of the TV show The Office, I've seen every episode probably twenty or more times. Honestly, <laughs> um, over the years, I watched started watching it right when it came out. I always loved it. No, whatever. Um, there's an episode where Michael Scott's doing uh, a presentation at a college, and someone's like, "Well, what about with the internet? You know, your business model, blah blah blah, paper sales." And he's like. You know, the internet's really good for uh, learning some jokes, watching cat videos, <laughs> but real business is done on paper. Write that down. And then you see the whole class typing <laughs> it. <laughs> it's a perfect scene. Yeah, like, it just I encompasses just, it so well. Yeah, I, I think right now we're moving into a time where... It'll take a minute for people to really think about this, but you're going to have people who always think that the older... The older generation, it, the, the older way of doing things is better. I mean, we were before the podcast. We were talking about Aristotle, wasn't it? Was it Aristotle or Plato who said that books make you less smart because you don't have to memorize anything anymore? Oh, I can't remember. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, like, like that was a thing. People thought yep. that books being well, able to store information, and you know, in a way, he has a certain logic to it it's a different a different valuing of uh information of of information and thought processes you know that that viewed um direct knowledge much more heavily like sensory bodily knowledge in that society was uh considered higher than a lot of the like what we would consider higher knowledge and now i have a device in my pocket that can hold a library's worth of books all, all of their writings and yeah. everyone since that's yeah, been I, like this guy's wrong or like oh yeah, you I missed can, it all 
I can hold the entirety of Aristotle's work and every language it's been interpreted in ten times over and still have enough room to have every single episode of The Simpsons on a five terabyte drive that I can spend a hundred dollars on. Like, yep. that's the world we live in It's now. pretty mind-blowing. And that's it. And people want to change it. And what are you going to do about it? Huh? <laughs> what? Hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully call your congressman or your congresswoman and get them to talk about this. And hopefully get more people looking at this so that we can have a head of the FCC that's not in bed with a major ISP. I think you need, um... Yeah. Like, I, I would take good, I would take the luck. head of EA. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. I would take the head of EA as the head of the FCC before I want any other lawyer who has worked for an ISP to be in charge. The thing I, is that, like, I'd, I'd like for people to look this stuff up. Like, I, I don't want everyone to, like... Look just, it up before like, they make it like, so you can't. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, should just, like, listen to our opinion and be like, oh, that's a... You know, yeah. No. Go read up on this stuff. Because at first, I was just like, okay, well, is it as bad as... And you, you more information you find, you're just like, I don't see how this could be a good thing. Yeah. I don't see how ending this could possibly be good for us as consumers. It makes absolutely no sense. And I hate EA with a burning, fiery passionate flame and I would take that I, I totally agree with Zach I, I, I think that it would it would make more sense to just get someone that isn't going to di- directly benefit because Ajit Pai is basically probably going to after he becomes FC, oh, I, he'll go back he's to probably going to go right back to Verizon after he's done so he's yeah. going to set himself up with a yeah, better job for when he leaves yeah, it absolutely. makes no sense that we're having these guys as freaking you and know. he'll probably get a price hike because oh well I got rid of all of this so uh, I'm worth this much more money now it'll be a secret price hike yeah, yeah. Um, but that's the thing you know I conversations like this uh, I always feel fired up after our conversations, honestly, um, I, we we have to have some kind of internet revolution. We have to change the way that ISPs are handled. Because even if we save net neutrality, what we're talking about, how it does, how everywhere doesn't have good access to the internet, how it's monopolistic right now, even with net neutrality, you don't have all of these, uh, um, all of these options that you could have you it's ridiculous we have to rethink it we pay so much money for such little speed um and yeah i don't know uh nationalize it or completely redo it i'm not sure both yeah both Both. bernie 2020 it's gonna happen (laughs) like honestly nationalize electricity and actually use Green New Deal. Like, seriously. Yeah, so I'm sorry. I, I thought that was the end, but I... Nationalizing has a lot of bad connotations and stuff. In Memphis, we had MLGW, which people complained was a monopoly. Memphis Lights, Gas, and Water. They were the utility company. They, you paid one utility bill. Um, and you know what? It was a lot easier to deal with them. And a lot cheaper than what I deal with in Florida, which is separate private companies. Like, my energy bill here is about what I paid for all of my utilities in Memphis. So, I don't know. I'm not... Yeah, and even I, if you want to blame that all on the AC, like, think about that. Like, yeah, all, that's water. Right. That's electricity. That's crazy. That's yeah. gas, which Our, is also heating. The electricity is so expensive here. I don't understand what Duke does, and I don't understand why I can't pay well, my bill challenged. at their office. That's the thing. Is there's, <laughs> there, there is no accountability because we can't. We don't have the ability to vote out Duke's uh, board of directors no. like we can vote for congressmen to propose bills to fix problems that we're having with 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 our utilities like honestly if we switched over to having nationalized utilities we'd probably be paying a lot less yeah or and maybe it would there's just be a way your, it would to, just be in your taxes yeah maybe there's a way to make it more decentralized but still nationalized like more nebulous and um yeah semi-autonomous and allow for people to <clears throat> 
allow what they think is going to create innovation, although I think people are going to be innovative as they are. Yeah. Um, the only issue with nationalizing is people bring up the fear of, oh, but what about you know censorship that happens in authoritarian <laughs> regimes? Well, unless we start you know getting rid of the constitutional republic, we'll be fine as long as we continue to vote for people that aren't going to be authoritative. As long as you luck. vote, but then again, people don't want to. They want to take responsibility out of their own hands for that kind of stuff. Because in general, like, it, it has never made sense to me that you we are going to put, like, for example, Duke Energy. Um, you look at how this company is structured. What consumer has any impact on what they do besides just paying your bills? And the whole like, oh, well, you could not, you could not pay them. Who's going to give you power? What's your option in Florida? Where else can you go? So you pay them, because they're the only provider, to give you a service and you have no control over what they do. At least in the state of Florida, to a certain extent, like, you know, you vote for your city council members. You can at least, and honestly, if I wanted to, I can go to a city council meeting and say, hey, I can at least, you know, have a say. Yeah. And what happens in my city. And at least with the government, I can have a say. Whether or not I want to have a say, that's up to me. But I can have a say. I'm not. There's no way I'm walking to a board of directors meeting at Duke and, and just be like, "Oh, you guys should uh, probably fix this shit." They're just gonna get security to throw me out. Yep. So I, I just don't understand, you know, why people think that, you know, the big bad government and super awesome business. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The uh, yeah, Duke Energy would throw you into their secret. Jail. <laughs> They have a secret jail, um, the abandoned field next to the hospital with the fence around it, the barbed wire fence. It's an invisible secret <laughs> jail. Uh, you've been watching too many Alex Jones videos when you go to sleep. No, but I have been taking these male vitality. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I... explained so much. How would Alex Jones... Would Alex Jones have happened with net neutrality? No. No. Oh, definitely not. Or without net neutrality. No. Even, even though he did. But <laughs> but I think I think we all got our points across. Yeah, I have nothing else to add. I'm done. Yeah, I fucking I, hate this idea. I mean, we need to make yeah, broadband make broadband internet a utility. Make it so that it's actually broadband speed. Make sure that all Americans have access to it. And, you know, maybe we'll have economic growth. Or the revolution. Whichever comes first. <laughs> I'm Adam. I'm Zach. And I'm Kason. Bow. 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 Bow.